JC Bones. And I am the Smark Slayer, Doc Haas. Hey, and it's me, the third man, Johnny Smarks. And we are the Fourth Wall WrestleCast, and you can catch us every Saturday on the Wrestle Addict Radio Network. And if you enjoy the Fourth Wall experience, come join the fam by going to patreon.com slash Fourth Wall WrestleCast, where you can receive early access to our shows for as low as $1 a month. $3 a month gets you more exclusive content for your weekly kayfabe consumption. $5 and $10 gets you all of that and so much more. So come be a part of the biggest draw for the critics. The Marks! A casual. And the hardcore. <laughs> Do I have everybody's attention now? Ladies and gentlemen. Introducing first, from parts unknown, our resident Mark, Johnny Smart. Well, let me tell you something, brother. Next, coming down the aisle, the unstoppable force, the immovable object, Doc Haas. Haas. I can't help that I'm custom made. I can't help it that I look good, smell good, can't dance all night long. And here is your host. The baby face of podcasting, JC Bo. You know what? You just made the list. Elizabeth, go right now, go and left. Can I ask a question, Macho Man? Question, question. You're listening to the fourth wall wrestlecast. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth wall. Wall. And what up, fam? Welcome to the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. Welcome to the Fourth Wall WrestleCast. You can find us every Saturday on the Wrestle Addict Radio Network, and we're available on all major podcast platforms. I am the host with the most, the baby face of podcasting, J.C. Bones, and I am accompanied today by the third man of the fourth wall wrestlecast the smarkiest of smarks introducing johnny smarks but we call him smarky that was the smarkiest of introductions <laughs> yo smarky's gonna smart man smarks gonna smart smark. gonna... yeah man <laughs> Well, anyway, fam, if this is your first time tuning in, welcome to episode 21. If you enjoy the fourth wall experience and want to know how you can show your support, there are a few ways you can do so. First, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Fourth Wall Cast. Next, buy our merch. We have t-shirts and hoodies available for sale at represent.com. Go to represent.com and search for Wrestle Addict Radio and pick up your fresh fourth wall merch. Last but not least, patreon.com slash fourth wall wrestlecast is where you can go to really show your support. For as low as $1 a month, you can receive early access to our weekly shows. $3 gets you exclusive content, and $5 and $10 gets you all of that and so much more. Any donation, big or small, goes a long, long, long way to help us bring this podcast to, to heights that we could have never imagined. And we, with your help, we can get there. Your money goes right back into the podcast, into the business to help us fix our audio issues, get us stronger Wi-Fi, <laughs> increase our bandwidth, get, our nicer, get us nicer computers, all that good stuff. But this is all just for us to bring you the best quality content each and every week. Without you, there is no us. So please, come join the fam at patreon.com slash fourth wall wrestlecast. Give so, us your money. Hey. <laughs> we want your money. 
So Smarky, before we get into today's show, we had a hell of a weekend. And it all started on Thursday, man, when we took a little train ride into New York City to good old Madison Square Garden for the Triple A press conference. That right, that's right. Your boys at the fourth wall were were part of the press for the press conference sitting uh, right by WrestleZone and New York Times. Oh yeah, and that guy Dave Meltzer too. But we are um, going to bring you guys some uh, some details and information from the press conference very, very soon. Uh, we will let you know they are going to be invading New York City on September 15th. And guess what? Your boys, the fourth wall, will be there live to bring you the results and reactions and reviews from AAA's first ever show in New York City at Madison Square Garden. And then Smarky, I really wish you could have came to the gala, man, because that would have that was so much fun. But fam, if you didn't get a chance to check it out, go to twitch.tv slash RWA World and make sure you check out the Civil War debate where myself, DFDC, Jeff Palmaccio, the host of Not Your Mama Soap Opera, and the universal royalty himself, King Ricky Rose of the Kings of the Rings podcast, defeated Team Monday Morning with their leader, Reverend Mance Chapel, and by the other King of the Rings cronies, Dusty Dave and Willie T. It's a lot of fun. That's twitch.tv slash RWA world. Be sure to check that out. But Smarky, let's talk about that tailgate, man. We nailed it, bro. (laughs) I am very happy with uh, the party we threw. Met some great people. Finally met some people from... You know, WrestleAg Radio that, you know, I've only heard their voice and seen them in pictures as I creep around their Facebooks, but it was glad, or I was glad to meet everyone, and really, I, I had a great time, and of course, your man, third man, your man Smarky has the ultimate tailgating vehicle, so that kind of helps. That you do, that you do, and I really hope that we make it out to Tampa next year, we could do something very similar. So fam, be sure to stay tuned. And maybe with your help by joining our Patreon could help us get to Tampa next year. So we'll have to wait and see. But I definitely want to give some people a shout out. If I forgot your names, I do. We do apologize, but it was so awesome. We had it was to hang a long out with, day with Wade and Nate the effing great. There was Christian, Dallas, Scott, Cody, Hoot, Martin, Richard, Rachel, Ronnie, Chastity, legit Becky. We got Ellis, who was the Undertaker streak guy, and of course, Ringside Charlie. We definitely got to meet and hang out with a lot of really awesome people this weekend, and it was a crazy, crazy weekend. And Johnny, I do want to thank you, man, for helping us get these tickets to WrestleMania. And because this was my first WrestleMania, and it was a hell of an experience, man. Popped your cherry, man. <laughs> that you did. <laughs> I'm an experienced man. I am on my third WrestleMania. Look at that. <clears throat> well, hopefully this will not be the end where we would like to make this an annual thing and maybe hold a tailgate every year to help raise money for charity. But That'd be awesome. What did you think about WrestleMania, man? Doc and I spoke on Aftermath a little bit about WrestleMania, but let's hear your thoughts, man. You were there live, sitting right next to me, marking out like I was. So I was a little skeptical. Um, my last WrestleMania that I went to was WrestleMania 29, which, well, all the good stuff happened on the Raw, Raw the night after, which started the Raw after WrestleMania trend where everyone goes nuts. Um, but I was pleasantly surprised. I was actually pleasantly surprised by a lot of finishes, you know. You go into these things as super fans of this activity, and you know you're like, oh well, this is going to happen. This is logical. There was only some logical things that happened. It was a great night. Um, I really wish I didn't have to see Doc Rippish Hulk Hogan shirt off. I'm a little, uh, a little scarred by that. But I was very happy with WrestleMania. Um, you know, like I said, you know, 29 disappointing, and honestly, the past couple of years have actually disappointed me. But um, um, all in all, it was an awesome show. I don't know if you guys talked about this on Aftermath, but um, it was long. 
Yeah. That was a long day. Yeah, we did. We, we said if, if they're going to keep having these events so long, they should probably start it earlier in the day. Because, like, I'm okay with seven and a half hours of wrestling, but just don't start it at 5.30 at night. Start it at 2 or 3 in the afternoon and let us be done before yep. 11 o'clock. You know? Yep. 11? Dude, that bell didn't ring until, t- uh, like, 12.30. I know, I know. I know, that was a late, late night. Thankfully, we didn't get stuck in the parking lot as long as we thought we were going to. Nope. Uh, R.I.P. to MetLife holding uh, any WrestleManias anymore. That was it. Yeah, the, 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 no the more. transit really screwed up. So, all right, so let's get into the fallout after Mania. So a lot happened on Raw and SmackDown. Oh, man. So they're definitely, they definitely hit the reset button. And WWE is already preparing for the Superstar Shake-Up by giving us some surprises this week, as well as a new NXT signing, some main roster returns, some new alliances, and even Paige is going to be returning as a manager of a new women's tag team. So we're going to talk about all of that tonight. But Smarky, let's start with the black and yellow brand, which are your boys. My favorite. Let's talk about their newest signing, Kushida. Now, Kushida is a very big name from New Japan. Uh, He's been around New Japan since 2007, 2008, back when it was still all Japan. Something like that. He's been there. He's been there for so long. He's definitely a very decorated champion uh, over in New Japan as well. Uh, but now he made his debut at TakeOver, which was awesome because the, that's the first time we've seen someone make their debut at a TakeOver since Matt Riddle, which was TakeOver Brooklyn yep. last year. Mm-hmm. And he made his debut on TakeOver Saturday, and Tuesday he was already at an NXT taping. And it's going to be on this next round of NXT tapings that we're going to be seeing on TV in the next few weeks. He already made his debut against Cassius Ono. Yep. So here's my thing with with Kushida here. This guy is super talented, has been around the business for a little while now. I'm just hoping the same thing doesn't happen to him that has happened to a few of our Asian stars. Uh, Most notably, recently... Hideo Tommy, Kenta, whatever you want to call him, you know, asking for his release because he just really couldn't he, – he didn't fit in here, which sucks yeah. because he's awesome. So I'm just hoping the same thing doesn't happen to Kushida. Um, I, I don't see it happening to him, but, again, we'll see. Um, I can't wait to see his match with Cassius Odo. I just yawned while Excuse recording a you. podcast. Excuse you. Woo, sorry. No, you know, uh, I think that they already have big plans for Kushida because no one, in at least in, in recent memory, that has signed with NXT has been at a TV taping this soon. Like, at least yep. with Matt Riddle, Keith Lee, Ricochet, even Bobby Roode, Drew McIntyre, they made their debuts at the, at the takeovers, but they, they're on the, the live show circuit for a few weeks before they go to any kind of TV tapings. So I think they're getting yep. Kushida to TV taping so soon because they already have plans for him. And I think his plans could either be as a main star in NXT or possibly 205 Live. There's really line anymore between developmental or the top roster. You see people going back and forth. You see it with the um, Women's Tag Team Championships, the UK Championships for a little while. Even 205 Championship, you know, you saw it down in NXT. So what's cool is you see all of these wrestlers kind of going all over the place. I don't know where he's going to end up. Is 205 still going to be a thing? Who knows? Yeah, I mean, their their roster is getting smaller and smaller, I feel like, by the week. And mm-hmm. th- there's, I think there's not enough of a roster on 205 Live to make that a separate brand. I think at this point they yep. should just incorporate all of those superstars onto Raw, SmackDown, and NXT mm-hmm. and and just get rid of 205 to make room for potentially a women's show down the road. Which is what they should have done, done with in the first place. In the first but, place, right. Yeah. What do we know? But, you know I don't know, next, actually. Yeah. I heard there's an opening on the SmackDown uh, writing team. I think they should uh, 
really seriously consider hiring us. You know, it's funny because I was on WWE's career site today, and as of today, Road Dogg's position has not been posted. So I'll, that's I'll, not a I'll be sure to keep checking. That's not a job I think they're going to advertise. I mean, yeah. I'm sure legally they have to, but... Well, yeah, from what I read, though, he stepped down, but he looks like he's going to be tell, uh, taking over Arn Anderson's role, which I Ooh. think that means that brings him over to Raw. I think so, which so means he kind of got to see now who the head writer is going to be. I mean, they have a lot of names on their production staff now. Again, in what capacity, I don't know, but you have Helms, you have Abyss, you got Sanjay Dutt, you have Jeff Jarrett, you got Bruce Pritchard back, and I really wonder now what what's going to happen creatively between the two shows and i wonder now if that's going to be a refresh as well i uh i think everything is going to be refreshed you know we you said the word reset and that's usually what happens after wrestlemania but this year it's not more of a reset as it is a realigning i think right a realigning so so uh, going back to what we were saying about with Kushida being the newest signing, uh, I think we're. Uh, I know I'm excited to see him. I know John, you said you're excited. So we'll have to wait in the next few weeks. I am. We'll see him make his debut uh, in in victory, of course, against Cassius Ono in the upcoming weeks. But here's a couple other stars. I'm kind of curious to see what's going to happen with them, especially uh, in lieu of the shakeup coming up next week. We just had two pretty big stars. Uh, from 205 Live and NXT UK, both lose their titles. We had Buddy Murphy lose the Cruiserweight Championship and Pete Dunne lose the WWE UK Championship after almost a 700-day reign, which is historic in itself. Now, I wonder if this means Pete Dunne's going to get called up to either the black and yellow brand NXT as a main store or if he's coming up to the main roster. Uh, they already announced Buddy Murphy is going to be facing Velveteen Dream for the North American Championship on NXT TV mm-hmm. uh, because they had a little mm-hmm. backstage segment after he lost at WrestleMania, him and Velveteen. So I'm, I'm curious to see now what they have in store for Pete Dunne and Buddy Murphy. Uh, what do you yeah. think uh, is, could happen with these two? I think they're destined for the main roster. I think NXT and NXT UK are really on the same level, uh, whereas it is all developmental, and I really see them going up. Um, I was actually surprised they both lost their titles. I don't know about you. Um, I I was shocked that Buddy Murray dropped his title, actually. Um, I'm happy it went to a hometown guy, you know, Long Island was part of the tri-state area, but um, I think I think we're going to the main roster now. Where that's a different story. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure now, where tech- where Buddy would fit better on the main roster just yet. Uh, I think we'll have a better idea after the shakeup when we see how the how the rosters are aligned after the shakeup. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I um, um, well, technically, Buddy Murphy is. Main roster isn't two hundred five considered it's the main part roster? Part of Raw, so yeah, so technically he's already on the main roster. Yeah, part of Raw, part of SmackDown, part of Raw, two hundred five. It's part of Raw. Even though it airs after SmackDown, technically. Yep. Yeah, because if you go to like WWE.com and you look at their superstar list under Raw, all the two hundred five live stars are under the Raw brand. Interesting. I'm doing that right now. But uh, I definitely think we could uh, we could see Pete Dunne. Uh, show up on the main roster during the shakeup. He has had uh, a long run over two years, and he's done a lot on both NXT and in NXT UK to help get this new brand up off the ground as well. But I think now that they have Walter as the new champion, Walter could be that. Uh, Walter could be the face of NXT UK for a while, even though his character is heel. Uh, he, he could definitely mm-hmm. be the face of that brand moving forward. Mm-hmm. I um, I, I guess we'll have to see. I Pete Dunne will mesh very well wherever he ends up. Um, I see him more as a SmackDown wrestler, or you know maybe he does stay in NXT. And you know we can we get a Walter feud? Who knows? Right. You know, I, I usually in the past I'd be able to tell you where someone would end up, and I'd be ninety percent right. Mm-hmm. Doesn't happen that way anymore. It just doesn't. Right. I suck. <laughs> you know what I want to see? I want to see Pete Dunn take on Brock Lesnar. 
on the main roster. Why? <laughs> Why not? He's definitely one of the guys I would like to see take on Brock one-on-one and beat him fair and square. I want to Didn't see some people, some people like get the three Lesnar? count. Why, why do we want to see? Nah, fuck Brock Lesnar. But I want to see some people get the three count on Brock, and Pete Dunn's one of them. Yeah. Totally off subject. I'm looking at the championship page for superstars, and yes, all the they are all on Raw. Mm-hmm. But it's funny seeing Becky Lynch with a big picture with the Raw Women's Champion, and then right under is a small picture for a, a SmackDown one. Women's Champion. Yeah. <laughs> That's... That's funny how they did that. So anyway, so. Johnny, l- let's talk about the return of Worlds Collide. So for those of you that don't yes. know, Worlds Collide happened during WrestleMania Access, where Worlds Collide pitted the main roster, NXT, NXT UK, and 205 Live. And they had a few different events. One of them was NXT versus NXT Alumni, which is going to appear on the WWE Network on April 14th at 8 p.m. You're going to have matches like Dominic Dijakovic versus Luke Harper. Woo! Now that's, that's a match awesome. I want to see. Uh, let's talk about Luke Harper real quick. So we saw him make his return at WrestleMania in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Unfortunately, we did not see him this week on Raw or SmackDown, but... I think we could all agree we're going to see him show up during the shakeup next week, especially if he's back and they already had him at Mania. Yep. Uh, I'm curious to see what they have in store for him. All right, and the next match on the card for NXT vs. NXT alumni is going to be Sanity, Alexander Wolf, and Killian Dane taking on the Undisputed Eras, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. Now, these two teams do have a storied past, so it'll be interesting to see these, these two teams rekindle their rivalry. I think a lot of their matches were six-man, though, so this should be interesting to see them in like, a traditional tag team match. Yes. I so and it's great to see time. Sanity. It's great to see Sanity. Yeah, definitely. At least they're getting some airtime somewhere because they're not getting any TV time really on SmackDown. Oh. Um, I think the last time these two teams met was at War Games, unless they... F- no, you know what? I think no, I'm mistaken. I think, I, think, I think one of these two teams had the tag titles during War Games, and then they did face each other after that. But it was around the first War Games was the last time these teams have met. Uh, then the next match, you're going to have another member of the Undisputed Era, Roddy Strong, taking on Tyler Breeze. I'm very excited to see that match. And then the last match, it's an odd pairing. It's Cassius Ono taking on Aiden English. Aiden English, we haven't Aiden, seen wrestle in a English. while. Yeah, he's been a That's exciting. I've always liked his character. So. Yeah, uh, me too. I always liked it, especially when he, uh, when he was with Rusev. I thought they could have done a lot with him as a single star. But after him and Rusev Day broke up, he became a commentator for 205 Live. So it'll be nice to see him back in the ring again. Yep. Uh, then yep. the following week, Wednesday, April 17th at 9 p.m., you're going to have cruiserweights collide. They have Tyler Bate versus the Brian Kendrick, a clean-shaven Brian Kendrick. Which is Ooh. weird. Yes. Uh, Akira Tozawa versus Jordan Devlin. Jordan Devlin has really come into his own. When I saw yep. him during the first NXT UK tournament, I really nice. looked at him as Finn Balor light, but ever since the introduction really? of NXT UK, he's really come into his own. I like him as a heel. I agree. I think he's a good heel. Yeah. Um, I think thing, his feud with Travis Banks it, uh, really, really helped him get his character over as a heel, too. You actually just took the, uh, the words out of my mouth. That's exactly what I was going to say. So, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. All right, then the next match is a tag team match. We're going to have Flash, Morgan Webster, and Mark Andrews taking on Aria Davari and Mike Kanellis. And then we have a triple threat match. We have Grand Metallic versus Legero versus Albert Hardy Jr., also known as ACH. ACH. Very excited to see this match because, again, going back to what we said about Kushida, ACH was just signed back in February, I think just before Elimination Chamber. 
And he went to the live show circuit pretty quickly, but he's already going to be on a televised programming. You know, even though it's a network special, he's going to be on WWE television now. So I think that means they may they may look highly at his character. So I'm interested interested to see how he meshes with WWE style wrestling. So then the following week on April 24th at 9 p.m., we're going to have women collide. We have matches like Io Shirai taking on Sonya Deville. I really think they, they're looking highly at Sonya Deville, and I really hope her and Mandy split apart during the shakeup. Because I can see Sonya being Agreed. a force to reckon with in the women's division. Yep. Then we're going to see a pretty interesting triple threat match. We're going to see the current UK women's champion, Tony Storm, taking on Nikki Cross and Bianca Belair. Then we're going to see the recently debuted Piper Niven taking on Zelina Vega. Very mm-hmm. interesting matchup right there. And then we're going to see, which I think is kind of a funny pairing, Candice LeRae from NXT taking on Kaylee Ray from NXT UK. Battle of the Rays. Yep, that, that's going to be a um, cute match. Let's go back to Zelina Vega, uh, Piper Niven. I'm going to call her Viper because that name's just... That's, yeah. It's a better name. Um, I wish they would keep it. But that is such a mismatch pairing. Um, you have a very strong Piper Niven, uh, who is, I think, as nimble as Zelina Vega. Zelina Vega is the size of like a four-year-old. I know. <laughs> uh, I'm interested to see how this match works. Yeah, dude. She's like uh, four foot nothing, but, Zelina Vega. Yeah. Man, she's tiny. She is. You know what, though? Piper Niven can move in the ring, man. She is awesome. So I'm interested to see what happens here. I mean, and when Zelina was on the Indies, Thea Trinidad, also she she could move in the ring. Uh, And I'm happy that WWE does put her in matches, and and we do get to see what Zelina Vega can do in the ring, even though I feel like her character is more comedic at times, you know, how she leaves and hides into the ring and stuff like that. But I do like her character, and this is going to be an interesting matchup here. Agreed. So then, uh, finally, the the last network special is going to be Brands Collide on May 1st at 9 p.m. It's going to be two battle royals, one men's, one women's, uh, don't know how many participants in each one, but the men's is going to have NXT, NXT UK, and 205 Live stars, and the women's is going to have NXT and NXT UK stars. Uh, yep. They didn't announce what the winner of the battle royals gets uh, from winning the matches, but we have some really cool matchups. We have a lot of dream matches that we've wanted to see for a while between the, the different brands over the next few weeks. I like what they're doing. I like how they're intermixing the brands because I really think this helps give them an idea of who's going to mesh better where. Uh, They're probably already working on creative storylines to come out of some of these matchups as well. Yep, yep. Um, It's also kind of like the old territories, except they're all owned by one person. (laughs) Right, exactly. Global domination from the WWE, that's what it is. That's what they want, so, and I have a feeling they're going to get it. Yeah. So very interesting to see what's happening on the black and yellow, black and red, and the purple brands. Uh, some very good the matchups coming up. So, Smarky, let's get into some of the fallout from WrestleMania. A lot happened on oh, Raw man. and SmackDown this week. We're getting ready for our superstar shakeup. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick commercial break. So, fam... Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. What's up, guys? This is Mr. Monday Morning Mance Chapel inviting you to join me every Monday morning for The Gift of Podcast. I'll give you thoughts on today's wrestling, but I'll also hop in the Wayback Machine and we'll take a look at wrestling's past. And my God, sometimes it gets ugly. Don't take my word for it. Come hear it for yourself every Monday morning on Wrestle Addict Radio. This is The Gift of Podcast. 
What up, Ooses? This is Double F, Double C, Jeff Pomaccio at 52 Points of Art, the host of Not Your Mama Soap Opera and Not Underscore Opera, where we showcase the entertainment side of professional wrestling. Can't wait to connect with all my Ooses Wednesdays on the Wrestle Addicts Radio. That's at A-D-D-I-C-T-W-R-E-S-T-L-E. Can't wait to connect with you all. Have a good one. This is war. So, Johnny... The Freak is finally here. We finally got to see the main roster debut of Lars Sullivan. He appeared on both Raw and SmackDown Live this week. Do you think his debut needed something else? Or were you happy with his debuts? He did exactly what his character is supposed to do. Come in, make you know, primitive noises, hurt someone and leave. So no, his debut is exactly what I thought it should have been. Sorry. I kind of feel like if they were going to have him date, I mean, who knows, maybe it could have been a last minute decision to have him show up on the Raw after Mania. But I feel like if they were preparing for that, they should have shown his video package that they were showing back at the beginning of the year at least over the past week to go, hey guys, he's coming, and then have him appear on Raw. Why? I like surprises. Uh, don't, oh, don't get me wrong, I do too, but again, look at the people that are that are viewing WWE this week, especially the Raw and SmackDown after Mania. This is when you get a lot of your casual fans who don't really watch it week after week tuning in to USA this week to watch you know the fallout and these people that don't know who Lars Sullivan is but at least if they would have shown it at Wrestlemania maybe a quick, a quick little video package people would know oh I remember seeing that video so this is who that guy is I think it was fine it was a very basic you know his character is not, not basic you know what I mean it's you know it's um, it's a cut and dry you don't need to have vignettes you don't need to go crazy with it come out hurt someone leave do this Rah! that's what he does D- did you see the meme that I shared where it was yes. a picture of Snitsky holding the baby that he punted and it said, remember what happened to the baby that Snitsky <laughs> punted? Here he, he is, grew up. picture of Lars Sullivan. Yeah. No, that, uh, was, that was awesome. That was awesome. So, what do you think is going to happen with Lars? Uh, we, we'll get to it later, but we were teased this week by seeing Braun Strowman move over to SmackDown. Are they going to keep Braun and Lars separated, or are they going to put them together on the same brand? Well, I think I think they foreshadowed a Braun uh, Harper feud, so I think we're I think they're going to end up on the same brand, and that gives us a monster for whatever brands they don't end up on. Right. Yeah, they also foreshadowed a Strowman and Samoa Joe feud a little bit with Samantha, which we'll get into that later too. But yeah. Yep. I mean, I, I'm with you. I think they're going to keep Lars and Braun separated. Uh, back when I did my fantasy shakeup, I had Braun go to uh, go to SmackDown, so I think Lars would, would do pretty good over on Braun. Uh, so, I want to know why they're going to move to SmackDown. Because uh, there's nothing left for him to do on Raw. For Braun, I think <laughs> Win Braun, the championship. Braun needs... He's, it's, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Uh, at least not anytime soon. At least not in this year. He has been really. You don't think he's winning a championship in 2019? Not not if he stays on Raw. If he goes to SmackDown, he has a better chance, and I could see him being a mid card title holder. I could see him big card. Yes. Well, we're we're, we're, let's get into that now. But let's talk about the teasing of the Superstar Shakeup. It started off on Raw when we saw the New Day come out. And interrupted Seth Rollins verse, uh, during Seth Rollins' celebration promo as our new Universal Champion. Um, it was a it was a pretty cool segment, but it was an interesting segment how Kofi then challenged Seth to a winner take all match. I Say, thought they were unifying the titles, just like I think they're going to do with the women's titles. I was like, no way, you're going to do this to one of them. But I'm glad they didn't. Thank you, Barr. I can't believe I just said that. Thank you, Barr. Yeah, I mean, did you really think we were going to have a winner the night after WrestleMania? Like, okay, WWE, who are we going to screw? The guy who finally defeated Brock Lesnar after 10 years and 
won the Universal title, or the first ever black champion? Well, I actually think they would have taken it off Seth. I think so, too. I, th- I think you, they would have given it you to You take Kofi. it off Kofi. You take it off Kofi. You're just asking for bad press. Yeah. I talked about it on Aftermath with Doc. They WWE already got rid of the stigma of never having a black WWE champion. You know, now yep. that they have Kofi, there's no more question. So wait, so is Rock black or is he is he a hundred percent Samoan? But really he's a mix. Or is there a question of Mark Henry's championship run? Does that count when really it doesn't? Because that was the big gold belt, different belt. You know, so now Kofi has opened up all these doors for the younger generation. So I think it's it would have been smarter to make sure the belt stayed with him. How crazy is it that WCW had black champions for WWE? Ron Simmons, technically Mark Henry, because he had the big gold belt. But that did happen in WWE. African American champion. Yeah, that did happen in WWE, but now Kofi Kingston is the first uh, African-American black champion to hold the same belt that guys like Bruno San Martino, Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold Steve Austin. So it's a different lineage. WWF has had champions. Bobby Lashley was the ECW champion. You know, Mark Henry had the big gold belt, which is the World Heavyweight Championship, which actually came from WCW. But... Which Ron Simmons held. Which Ron Simmons held as well, correct. Ron Simmons was Dang. the first ever African-American yes, champion was. to hold that one, to hold the World Heavyweight Championship. So, but either way, uh, as you mentioned, thank you to the bar, because the bar then showed up in a match, uh, and I'm sorry, in their match later on that night, and caused the match to go no contest. Hello, puppies. Yep, that was Logan. Logan didn't like that. He doesn't like no contest. He wanted to see a winner. <laughs> um, so the bar then shows up again the next night on SmackDown and interrupts the New Day again. Uh, but this time they bring a friend, and they bring Drew McIntyre with them. I thought it was an interesting pairing that Drew was lying, lying himself with the bar. It could have been a, 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 one, a one-time thing. But I really hope that if Drew does make the switch to SmackDown, they don't align him with anyone. He needs to just be on his own. Drew needs to be by himself. That character is a loner. It's not, it's not a character that needs to be aligned with anyone. I get it. You have the bar. You have three international people. But... I'm sick of seeing him in trios. Yeah, one man bands. Come on, give Drew the belt. The only trio I want to see him with is Jinder Mahal and Heath Slater. It's a one man band. Three, three man, three MB. Uh whatever. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, one man gang. One, one man gang. Man band. And the, the one man band is Heath Slater's uh, gimmick. But, He's got uh, kids. He, he does have kids. He's got a lot of them too. But, uh, again, it was a very interesting uh, pairing there with Drew and The Bar, but they did face The New Day in a six-man tag match later on in SmackDown. Uh, then another another tease to the shakeup we saw, as I mentioned earlier, is we saw Braun Strowman on SmackDown come out and interrupt Samoa Joe. I thought yes. that was a very, very good segment. I thought Braun definitely looked strong in this segment. I liked how Samoa Joe kind of snaked his way out of the running power slam. Uh, and I'm interested to see how where this goes if those two end up on the same brand. Like, like I said, Dude, this is that'd now be where a hell I can see. Feud. Yeah, and I could see Braun being the babyface here because Joe is just too good of a heel <clears throat> and maybe have Braun defeat Joe down the road and win the U.S. championship. Samoa Joe is Ric Flair level heel, in my opinion. Yes. Yes. Yep. So, um, you know, it's it's interesting to see what happens here. Braun versus Samoa Joe would be a good match, um, and I like that. Actually, Braun he looks strong, but he also kind of got tripped up a little bit. So, yeah, it won't be squashes. Thank God, yeah. squashes. So, let me bring up something here. Superstar Shakeup, what happens to our newbies that are teaming together that aren't really a tag team, like Ricochet and Alistair Black? What happens to them? That that's a really good that's a good question. I don't know. I think 
it looks like they want to keep them as a tag team for now. They work kinda, well together. They do work really well together. They do add some more substance to an already pretty stacked tag team division. But they're just a very different team. I mean, look at who they have them in the ring with. They have them in the ring with guys like Andrade and The Bar and Rusev yep. and Shinsuke Nakamura. And they're very evenly matched with a lot of these other superstars. So they could pretty much be put anywhere on the main roster. So I think these two for now are going to stay together as a tag team during the shakeup. And if they're going to see any gold on the main roster, the two of them, I think it might be the tag championships at first. Agreed. I actually kind of see them um, <clears throat> as NXT champions before anything else. NXT tag champions? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. Um, and then I, maybe coming up after that. Right. Well, I think they're not on any more of the NXT taping, so I think now Alistair and Ricochet are officially called up. Good for them. Yeah, because I think because you remember after their match at Takeover, that was like their send off. So after they oh, that's right. Them, yes, so, you're right. Yeah, so the the two of them are on the main roster right now, which I think is awesome. Did, didn't yes. see Ricochet coming up as quickly as he did. No, me but, neither. Uh, but I think I think it's a, it's a good spot for him. But so the Alistair and Ricochet, first of all, are the fucking MVPs of WrestleMania weekend because those two guys are the only ones to to fight Friday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Those two guys worked a lot this weekend, so those two are definitely the MVPs. But let's talk about their awesome SmackDown match where they teamed up with Ali to face Andrade, Rusev, and Nakamura. Very very cool team up. I loved Agreed. the I loved the spot where Alistair Black does his moonsault into the sit down, and as he sits down, Ricochet and Ali do a, a roll into the ring, and the three of them sit yep. down. Oh, what a fucking yeah. moment, dude! Such a I like cool how moment. Lee, how Ali had to like run over from the other side from of the corner. Yep, and he just made it. I thought it was, was really awesome. cool. You know. Watching teams like this makes me almost wish that WWE had a six-man tag team title. I've thought that for a long time. You know, because there's a definitely trio, a, a trio's lot of title. Yeah, definitely some some good three-man teams that we've seen over the years in WWE. I think that'd be a really cool title to have. But yeah, either like way, it was it was a very very good matchup between these six superstars. Again, some fun moments happened at the end of the match. So, of course, the baby faces win. Black, Ali, and Ricochet win. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, here comes Randy Orton with an RKO on Ali. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, here comes Kevin Owens with a stunner on Rusev. Okay, pause right there. First of all, I laughed with RKO. I was like, RKO out of nowhere. Kevin Owens. Got the blessing to use the stunner for like full yeah. time now. Yep, he is really the first person that's been utilizing it, right? Yeah, ever since he made his return, now that's been his thing. How do you, how do you approach that? Uh, hey, Steve, um, looking for a new move. Oh, I'm wondering if I can use the stunner. Yeah, how do you from, go up to that and say I want to use the move? I remember I was listening to the Edge and Christian podcast once when they were interviewing Tyler Breeze and Fandango because Tyler Breeze uses the unprettier which was Christian's finishing yep. move so it's the same thing it's pretty much if you're in if you run into that wrestler it's like hey I loved your finishing move I've been practicing it I'd like to make it part of my part of my arsenal you know with your blessing can I use it uh, I think it's very interesting though to see Kevin it's it's weird seeing Kevin Owens do the stunner yep Yep, yep. And he's not as graceful with it yet. No. Um, I think he'll get there, though. Yeah, he'll get there. I, I want to see what happens with KO. You think KO is going to stay on SmackDown after the shakeup? No, I think he's going to run. You think so? Mm-hmm. Damn. I, I, think, I think Logan thinks he's going to go to, he's going to go to Raw, too. I don't think he agrees with me. Yep. Wow. Uh, and also, I don't know if you noticed on social media, but... AJ Styles has been teasing a club reunion, again, in lieu of the 
Superstar Shakeup coming up next oh week. And he was posting some pictures with him, Gallows, Anderson, and Finn Balor. I don't see that happening. I think AJ is going to definitely go to Raw, but we're going to see Balor take the IC title and potentially go over to SmackDown. Yep. Mm-hmm. I can see that happening too. As much as uh, everyone would love to see a club reunion to see the four of these guys together, could you imagine the four of them f- taking on the Undisputed Era? That's a dream match right there. Undisputed Era would be squashed. Uh, I don't think so. I think it would be pretty evenly matched. Whatever. I'm a big club fan. Yeah, me too. So I think, uh, But I definitely think we're going to see a reunion of sorts, whether it be Styles with the club or Balor with the club during the shakeup. Too sweet me, bro. Too sweet. Too sweet me, bro. Too sweet. Which was done during WrestleMania. There were two sweets at WrestleMania. There were two sweets at WrestleMania. So talking about some more too sweet, we had some pretty sweet returns this week on Raw and SmackDown as well. So we're going to talk about those right after this break. J.C. Bones. And I am the Smark Slayer, Doc Haas. Hey, and it's me, the third man, Johnny Smarks. And we are the Fourth Wall WrestleCast, and you can catch us every Saturday on the Wrestle Addict Radio Network. And if you enjoy the Fourth Wall experience, come join the fam by going to patreon.com slash Fourth Wall WrestleCast, where you can receive early access to our shows for as low as $1 a month. $3 a month get you more exclusive content for your weekly kayfabe consumption. $5 and $10 get you all of that and so much more. So come be a part of the biggest draw for the critics. The Marks! The casual. And the hardcore. <laughs> so, as I mentioned, we had some pretty sweet returns happen this week on Raw and SmackDown. The first yeah, return yeah. I want to talk about, though, is the return of Sami Zayn. I have to say, I was pretty skeptical that he was even going to come back. Uh, for I agree. a couple reasons. January, they showed a vignette of Sami Zayn coming soon. They showed it once, and you never saw it again. A few weeks ago, before WrestleMania, they made an announcement that Sami Zayn was going to make his return on Raw. They showed it for a day, never spoke about it again, and there was no Sami Zayn. But then, here he is, and we got to see him twice this week on both Raw and SmackDown. I do like how they're keeping him as a heel. I I do like Sami Zayn's heel work. I do too. Um, you know, I, I can't believe I'm thinking this, but for a while I was like, man, how cool would it be if he just came back as uh, El Generico? Right. <laughs> could you imagine? That could be cool, but but then he'll end up in 205 Live. It's true, but we wouldn't know. We wouldn't know, right? Because I'm, sure, I'm sure we'd know. <laughs> like, oh, look who's that? It's uh, El Generico. I wonder who's under the mask. But um, I was actually very skeptical he was coming back as well. Um, he didn't seem very happy about wrestling. Yeah. Uh, maybe a little burnt out. Uh, again, I am not a wrestler. I do not have any experience with it. So I do not know. It just seemed like he was burnt out. So I was skeptical as well. Right. Well, um, I'm interested to see what happens with him during the shakeup. I really hope they keep him and Kevin Owens apart from each other. But there was a dark match after SmackDown went off the air this week where him and Kevin Owens did face each other. Uh, yep. From what I read, they kind of ran the angle where it's like, hey, neither of us were booked for any matches at WrestleMania, so let's go have a match now. Yep. So, um, yep. but again, I do hope that they keep the two of them apart because I really don't want to, I don't need to see KO versus Sami Zayn again. I'm over it. Yeah. I'm over it. I'm over it. So, Are you over it? I'm over I'm it. I'm over it. I was over it. A while I was over it after the other six or seven or eight times they fought after the last time ever at WrestleMania happened. Yeah, yeah, I know. So we had another very interesting video foreshadowing the return of Bray Wyatt on Raw. It was a I love the video. It made I, I don't know I it was too 
I feel like there was too much comedy in this video for me to... to I, I didn't even know what the hell... I didn't think it was Bray Wyatt at first. So I looked it up online and like, yeah, that was Bray Wyatt's video. Because it was a, a cardboard box with a dinosaur skull pops out of it. And he's laughing, but he's also choking on the smoke that's coming out of the box. So oh, it was great. I I'm thought interested it was, it was to great. see how they're revamping Bray Wyatt's character, like... Is he still going to be that supernatural cult leader, or is he going in a different direction now? I don't know. I I think we're gonna get some type of crazy character, maybe like a like a mankind character. Ooh. So interesting, very interesting video. I'm curious now to see what they do with him. I hope he doesn't come back though as Husky Harris. I hope he just keeps the name Bray Wyatt. Dude, I don't know. Stop. You don't think they would no, do that, No, I don't right? think they would do that. I would hope not, but then again, you never know. Wrestling's unpredictable. Wrestling's fake. Wait, it's fake? I've been living a lie my whole life? Well, yeah, we all have. Oh, my God. So the Montreal screw job wasn't really a screw job? Oh, it definitely was. <laughs> anyway... We had another really big return that really came out of nowhere, and it was really interesting booking, too. The Undertaker showed up on Raw <laughs> during an Elias segment. Yep. Now, Come on. We, uh, we knew it was going to happen as soon as he went. As soon as he said dead man. Yeah. This is a dead man. You laughed a little, and then you're like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, they're doing this to set up a match between Undertaker and Elias at whatever the next Saudi Arabia event's going to be. I believe it's happening sometime in May, so I'm pretty sure that's what that's setting up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm going to catch a lot of shit for this, but did you miss The Undertaker at WrestleMania? No, I didn't. Me neither. I'm going to catch a lot of shit for that, aren't I? I don't think you will, because you know what? A lot of wrestling fans think the same way. We didn't need to have Taker at WrestleMania this year. We had more than enough at WrestleMania this year. Yeah, we did. I think you're right. So I'm pretty sure this is going to be another one of Undertaker's short runs. He's going to do the Saudi Arabia show, and then he's going to be off TV again for a while. If this yep. isn't you know, the end of his, of his career. or I think he's getting close to it. But I would be interested. I think we're almost if, done. I'd be interested to see though if Taker does have that one last match, kind of like the farewell match, like Kurt Angle did. And I'd be curious to see who Undertaker chooses to put over. Uh, I mean, I, uh, <laughs> doesn't really do much for me. I don't. Yeah, I don't need to see it at this point. He had his farewell match when he lost to Brock Lesnar. And again, yeah. Roman Reigns. I don't need to see another one at this point, you know? Yep, yep. Like, I understand yep. the Saudi Arabia shows because there's there's big money there and you're essentially catering to the Saudi royalty who are hiring you. So it's like, yeah, you want Undertaker? If Undertaker says yes, then you'll have Undertaker. So I'm looking at, I look at that from the business, the business side of it. It's business for Taker. It's business for Vince. You know, I'm not looking at it from the character side or the storyline side. It's, it's all business at that point. It's all, all dollar signs. Yep. So, yep. all right. So we have a few more things to go over here, Smarky. First, we have some new SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Hardy Boys. Now, what? the Hardy Boys are quite the decorated tag team. They are 12-time tag team champions. They have had the WWE tag titles, which were also the world tag titles, six times. WCW titles once. The Raw tag titles once. Now the current SmackDown titles. They held the Ring of Honor tag titles once and the TNA tag titles twice. So they are now 12-time tag team champions. That's I, awesome. I don't know why they didn't just have this matchup at WrestleMania. Because Hardys versus Usos at Mania would have been a great match. Not taking away from the Fatal 4-Way, we got to see the Usos in at Mania. But I think the Hardys versus Usos, one-on-one, uh, -on -one, 
well, two-on-two, whatever, at WrestleMania in a ladder match would have been a awesome a, a better moment than the Fatal 4-Way. Yeah, I think this is more of a, we have to keep to the fact that anything can happen on WWE programming thing. Um, mm-hmm. I do not know why they didn't drop at WrestleMania. Maybe that has something to do with the Usos contract or, you know, keeping the Usos looking strong. Right. But well, I think the Usos because they I think they dropped it so that way they could uh, be moved over to Raw during the shake. Raw, yep, I agree, I agree, and I think this is uh, this is the end for the Hardy Boys. This is their last run. I think so too. I think we might see them up until Mania of next year. I think we'll see them at Mania thirty six, but then that that might be it. Did you notice? Did you see the picture? It might have been on Instagram of them. They. Wore the same outfits they wore 20 years ago on SmackDown. No, the I same, did not I think notice the that. The same thing they wore in their debut or something like that. Yeah, yeah I, okay. I don't know. I think it was. I think it was Instagram, but um, yeah, they they wore the same outfit. Okay, that's pretty purpose. cool. I'm gonna look it up there. Nice. Yeah, but you know, going back to the Usos, uh, there are at least six superstars that I really think and I really hope get traded to different brands during the shakeup, and the Usos are one of them. I really hope the Usos go from SmackDown to Raw. Um, you know, I didn't get to talk to you about the shakeup, but let's take a quick sidebar. So if you had three superstars to go from SmackDown to Raw and three superstars to go from Raw to SmackDown, Ooh. who do you want to see traded the most oh we need to take a commercial break because i gotta think about this yeah <clears throat> uh, i'll tell you mine i the three people you know this off the top of your head or three, have you been thinking yeah, about this yeah i got three people i want to see the usos randy orton and aj styles all go to raw and i want to see braun Strowman, drew mcintyre and finn balor all go to smackdown Okay. AJ Styles for sure. Um, do the um, New Day count as one? Yeah, I would count them as one. Um, so I would like to see Styles, the New Day. I want New Day to go back. And even Daniel Bryan. Go to Raw. Go to Raw. And then from Raw to SmackDown, this is harder. I think Raw and SmackDown is harder. Um, let's see. Um, who should go back here? You have a definitely lot to choose from on Raw. Yeah, I can see that. Definitely Lashley. Break up Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. Bobby Roode goes to SmackDown, becomes a heel. Mm-hmm. Like he should be. And God damn it, Brock Lesnar is still listed here. Um, and then, I don't know. what What would a third be? Roman Reigns. No. Uh, <laughs> Actually, you know what? I want to replace Finn Balor for Roman Reigns. I want to see Roman go to SmackDown. Roman, Braun, and Drew to SmackDown. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, so let's move on. Uh, this past week, SmackDown had another dark match, but this was before the show, where EC3 took on Luke Harper. We were talking about Luke Harper earlier. Uh, Luke yep. Harper defeated EC3 in surprise, winning surprise. fashion, and EC3 has a new manager now, Drake oh, Maverick. You mean EC3 Rockstar sputter back together? Yep. That took a while. Yeah, so I know it did take a while. So Drake Maverick came out as the manager of EC3 in the dark match on SmackDown this week. And it was funny because I don't know if you saw, but Dixie Carter posted something. It was a picture no. of EC3 with with, uh, with Drake Maverick. And she's like, oh, no look way. at this. And she tagged Drake Maverick and EC3. Drake Maverick is EC3's manager. What an original idea! Exclamation point. These two work so well together. Oh, you know what? I did see that. I did see that. Very, right. very funny. So I, I'm glad they put these together because if they want to put Drake Maverick in that manager role, put him with EC3 because those two already have a natural natural chemistry together. I'm actually watching the entrance now. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting what we got here. 
And it's almost like exactly like it was back in Impact. Yeah. I wish. All right. I'm calling this. EC3 is getting a push in the next year and a half. I think we're going to see him uh, in the mid card scene after the shakeup happens. Okay. You know, I, I, I don't think he's had a very good showing on the main roster since he came up in January, but I think after the shakeup, after this whole reset, we're going to start really putting him back into that into that main title scene. I hope so. So I've always liked EC3. Speaking of, of new managers, SmackDown, we also found out that Paige is returning as a manager, and she's going to be bringing a new tag team to the women's division. Which is very Johnny interesting. Bones. Yo. Johnny Bones. Johnny I need Smart. to tell you, I know who the tag team is that he, she's bringing. Who is it? Because I actually have no I'm idea. so excited to announce that I have exclusive news that Paige is bringing back, making their return to wrestling, the Jumping Bomb Angels. <laughs> oh, I, I really thought... You had some breaking news here, and I was excited, and Got you. you worked me into a shoot. Got you. Unbelievable. Such a Got smarky you. thing to do. It was. Oh, man. It was. So I guess that means you have absolutely no idea who this tag team I is. I have no fucking yeah. clue. I'm, I'm hoping she got cleared and she's coming back with a partner, but that's not happening. That won't happen. I think the manager role is a forgotten art, and I think now with the addition of Stokely Hathaway, now that they're trying to put Drake Maverick back with EC3, they have Robbie yep. E as a new manager. I think they're starting yep. to bring the manager role back, and Paige, if she can't be an active wrestler, she's still a personality on screen, and I think she'd make yep. a great manager. I can see her having this big aggressive tag team but i just don't know of any potential candidates wwe has had their eyes on from the independent scene and i'm kind of curious to see if maybe she's just going to be taking two female stars from nxt or from the performance center they already have and just make them a tag team who would it be i i don't know the the possibilities are endless. I mean, you could you could match up any two female stars on the uh, from NXT or the PC and make them a tag team. So I don't know. Really interesting to see who Paige adds to the tag team division. Uh, it's nice to see the tag team division is starting to get some depth. So uh, it looks like a lot of big things, man. Like like we said, it's the reset. It's the refresh. They're uh, starting over on a clean slate. So next week is when it all goes down. We're going to start essentially the new season of WWE next week yep. after the Superstar Shakeup. So hold on to your seats, boys and girls, because we have a long ride. Well, fam, that's all the time we have for today. So if this is your first time tuning in, I am your host, JC Bones. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at JC Bones. That is Bones with a Z. And you can follow me on Twitter at Johnny Smirks a lot, which is the best Twitter handle in the wrestling universe. And you could also follow our other good brother, Doc Haas, on Twitter at Dr. Haas 4WC. And once again, if you've enjoyed the show, please be sure to check us out every Saturday on the Wrestle Addicts Radio Network and available on all major podcast platforms. If you've enjoyed the fourth wall experience and want to show your support, be sure to give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Fourth Wallcast. Please be sure to follow Wrestle Addicts Radio on Twitter at Addict Wrestle. Don't forget to buy our merch by going to represent.com and searching Wrestle Addict Radio. And last but not least, please join the fourth wall fam by going to patreon.com slash fourth wall wrestlecast. 
Any donation, big or small, goes a long, long way and helps us grow and grow and continue to be the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. Once again, we are the Fourth Wall Wrestlecast. Goodbye and good night. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. You ain't that on your show, not on this show. We some southern boys with the rhyme strength. Ain't nobody man enough to feel the pain. And you can be missed. You better get respect. Cause ain't nobody breaking this redneck. Cause ain't nobody breaking this red neck